just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals, and we have a very special king in the house today for this episode. Our good friend Ben Coyle. What's going on, Ben? What's up, guys? Yo, How you guys doing? I love Ben. I'll just say that. Ben is a Ben is a lifer. Let's just say that a lifer, an old friend, a a wrestler, ref compadre, uh, someone that we've talked wrestling with for many, many years. At this point, Um, I've known Ben as long as I've known Justin. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Which is that's very, very true. (laughs) Oh my god! So it's like this is very, very cool. We've been waiting to get you on for a long time, man. Um, And we've got so much to talk about. We got a lot to talk about this episode. I'm <laughs> desperately trying to get to certain topics to this episode, but oh, sure. I, I got a drink. I'm, I'm a pop. We got to make sure drink. we get all these topics all out. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. There we go. That's definitely something we we're gonna touch on <laughs> uh, this episode as well. The 97th episode of the A Show. Can you believe it? Like Ben, you've been around since you know the inception of this show. You know, have you know? If, what is like your favorite moment from this show so far? Uh, my favorite moment recently is whenever me you say something and Meals just goes completely blank, and there's just those two to three seconds of silence of just did he say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that pretty much happens quite frequently, more frequently than I would like it to, but um, that definitely happens quite frequently. I'm not very you know thing by that, but yes. Uh, 97 episodes man high 97 that's uh, that's all i can think about with episode 97 um and you know what i'll say this right now anybody who has a favorite moment from the a show start tweeting them to us i'm gonna favorite all of them i'm gonna try and find them i'm gonna try and find if you know what episode it is let me know but like i'm gonna try and find them and like on the 100th episode let's like try and like play the sound clips of the favorite moments from our fans. That'd be oh, dope. oh, you are doing a, making people do a lot of homework. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm, I mean, they don't got to edit it. I'm, that's true. <laughs> I, I was more specifically talking about you and me. Oh, well, uh, no, no, no. I mean, all we got, all we got to do is clip it in. Right. Uh, right. Find it, I mean, I, ha- I like one thing that's really crazy. I have every single episode of this show, like the raw files on a hard drive. Of course. All our, all our, you know, effed up moments and all the other stuff that the bloopers, all this other shit. Oh, do you remember episode 50 and had this, <laughs> this Frankenstein stitching I had to do for that? Of course. Sorry. I wasn't there, but yes, I do. <laughs> you guys would never admit it, man. But as a fan of the show and, you know, a friend of both of you, it's really impressive to see how the show's grown from episode one to when you guys were like, do we go weekly? Do we not? You know, yeah. how do we do this to the live thing? So like. 
it's just really impressive to see how you guys have grown and you're like established your voices in this like podcast world where it feels like everybody has one. Yeah, we were here first. Yeah. I don't know about that. I feel like I mean, I mean, t- t- compared to a lot of our contemporaries, like a hundred episodes is a lot. Like I, I look at a lot of people; they're on like their thirty-eighth. You know, and this isn't to, sh- to shit on anybody. Like obviously, cheap heat's been around forever, but as far as like our tier of of podcast, we've been around for a, a really long time. <laughs> All right, let's stop blowing smoke up our own asses. It's a hundred episodes, man. I mean, like, I mean, when we get to a hundred, I'll, I'll do plenty of talking. Trust me. <laughs> You're gonna quit on ninety-eight? No, That'd no. be a crazy. That'd be wild, right? That would be so wild. And this is like Ben's audition. Yeah. Um, God. And it's just uh, you know, Meal's gonna pop up on uh, Ms. and Mrs. as the assistant. Oh God, Meal's is. You gonna- know what? I did watch Ms. and Mrs. last night. So yes. Thank you for that. It was a great, it's a great season finale. I'll say that you didn't see it coming. Apparently, uh, Maurice is pregnant. <laughs> we did see it coming because not only was it announced on WWE TV, but we saw the house and everything <laughs> the week before the episode. We're moving back to LA, huh? What? Uh? <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, uh, <laughs> this show was not good." <laughs> let, let's get into uh, no holds barred for this week. Uh, first up. The PWI 500 is tomorrow. Uh-huh. Who, who do you guys? Well, it'll be today by the time this comes oh, out. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, today, sorry. Uh, who do we think is going to top this list? It's going to be a. There's a lot of you know um, choices you could go here. Like, is it going to be a WWE list? Uh, uh, you know, wrestler. Is it going to be uh, AEW? Personally, I think Becky Lynch is going to top the the PWI 500. Really? I mean, don't they do? Don't they still have that weird thing where they separate men and women? Despite you know, do they? Yeah, I think they do. Oh, they did last year. Yeah, they would be stupid to do that this year. They, I, you know what? I think personally, well, so there's two people for me that'll probably end up. I think New Japan and the way they've transitioned and a lot of things that have happened with how they've run business over the last year. I don't think there's a consistent or significant, like clear cut number one person. Um, so I'm thinking is going to the WWE. And if I had to pick one, it's probably, I think it's probably going to be Seth Rollins, to be honest with you. Makes sense. Makes sense. What about you, Ben? Uh, I'd probably say they're going to go Okada. Um, oh, yeah. He's, an, he's been there before. I think he was 2017 number one. Last year, he was three. He got the belt back. You know, he's had the long run. Like, it's, that's the easy, safe pick. Uh, if, not, if it's not Becky, I think Seth, too. He won the big title twice this year. He won the Royal Rumble. I don't honestly. Seth is, is having an all-time year. If you want to really keep it a hundred, he is having an MVP year. Yeah, like there's, there's not like whether you like him or not. Like I don't think he was anywhere close to my top. I think it was Kofi or Ricochet. But like overall, 2019, when I look at it as a as a complete package, like remember, like we did that list like a month ago. Yeah. So then it's been SummerSlam and Seth is like shot up and he's been actually doing a really great job on, on the TV and everything. And I think he's going to, I mean, he's clearly up there. I, I just think that there is like, I think no most questions. things work out when you're not fighting Baron Corbin every week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is true. But I, I think Seth is, is a pretty easy pick. So yeah, for sure. Like I, I just don't know if like, yeah, Okada, but like he's been champ for like a year now. 
And I, I think that if they were going to do that, then I think a lot of people would be mad at this uh, this Mark ass list. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think it matters? Is, is it significant to you or anybody the PWI list? Like, it's cool if you're number one, um, but I really feel like after number one, like it's not really. It's cool to say, hey, I, I topped the PWI five hundred. Like the Miz did it one year, and it was. A boggling year. Oh but God! <laughs> I know it is what it is. But you know, claim to fame, Miss Misses PWI five hundred number one. You know, it's all. Um, however, do you feel like this list is a list that you take seriously or matters and stuff? Because I've been hearing both sides of like people is like, ah, oh, it's a kayfabe list. Ah, oh, it's not an actual list. Like, what do you think? Uh, I I like it for the arguments that people um have after it. But I think, like, as a whole, it's still important. I mean, it's been around for a really long time, you know? Like, it matters because I think that the internet tends to be in their little bubble, you know? And they forget that there are wrestlers like Seth Rollins. If he ends up number one, people are going to be like, oh, he's not even the best wrestler in the in the fucking WWE. But, like, outside of the internet bubble, he's fucking huge. Like, Seth Rollins is, like, the biggest babyface probably in the company. Like, one yeah. of the biggest babyface in the company. Like, him and Kofi. So, like, there's clearly – it's a snapshot of what popular wrestling looks like right now. And I think that Seth Rollins is definitely at the top of that. Am I the only person that goes through the list and, like, sees how many people they recognize and how many people they don't? Like, I'm the person at 400 to 500 going, nope, nope, yep, <laughs> nope, yep. And it just is a funny thing to show you how many – how much wrestling you're missing, even though you might think you watch every bit of it. Yeah, like where's Elias gonna be at on this list, <laughs> dude? I if he's I say Elias, most WWE guys rank within the first three hundred, just off the strength oh, really? of just being on television and competing. Unless you've just been doing a terrible job. Um, I so say I just, Elias is going top twenty-five. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be crazy that with like be... the least matches that have gone over three stars in the list. <laughs> I don't think he's had any matches that's gone to like four at least, but ever, never. <laughs> so was number twenty-five last year. To give you an idea, who? Austin Aries. Austin. Oh Aries. my god! Yeah, Elias easily <laughs> better yeah. than Austin. Aries. Uh, yeah. Did you know that Dalton cast Austin Aries? fifteen last year? Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, this list is weird. <laughs> yeah, but you blocked him last year, Mills. Yeah, I did block him last year. I'm not a. I, I, I I only I've only blocked a couple people at this point that have to deal with professional wrestling. I don't block everybody. Um, I'm a non-blocker, but I blocked about three people. One is Austin Aries, two is Sam Roberts, and three is Hulk Hogan. So, Those, that's the trifecta right there. There it is. That's my my, that's my hate uh, my hate squad. Speaking of Elias, uh, last weekend the WWE showed up to the Fox Sports headquarters. Uh, for their, they have like a yearly like little event where they kind of show everybody the new shows coming up and have a lot of like, it's like this huge. I'm not sure what it is, like a charity event in some of the ways that they showed it. But um, you can see now that the synergy is growing because the WWE had a huge part in it. I think Triple H also did an interview uh, with Rob Stone as well this week. But last weekend, Rob Stone won the the 24 seven title <laughs> during the weekend. Oh my god. Um, I saw this. Um, 
That's cool. I mean, it's cool to have like celebrities win this thing too. I forgot which celebrity was celebrity like almost won or actually did win the hardcore title back in like the UPN days when they were trying to do those crossover things. Um, but that's actually kind of cool. It's actually kind of cool to think that yo, a celebrity could be could win the twenty four seven title and they can book it and they're part of this entire history because clearly they don't give a damn who wins this or who doesn't. They just. No. Have to have a person ready by Tuesday and or Monday. I think it's cool that people hated this title two months ago. And now that they're doing things like this with it, you start to see that this is clearly a huge, like this title is like, it's so malleable in a lot of ways that the actual titles aren't where it's like so many people could have it. Like we could be the 24-7 champion. We are very capable. I'm capable of doing a schoolboy roll up and or taking a bump for a schoolboy roll up. So. Just roll back, like that's just roll back. It's just it, as am I. Yes, uh, yeah. I feel like this is going to be a real big deal once they hit Fox and go on prime time. Like this is going to get the rounds through a lot of the big time Fox celebrity. Like Gordon Ramsay's winning that belt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you know Troy Aikman's winning that belt. Like, That'd be once- hard. <laughs> That'd be I, I don't know, but that XFL thing going on. I don't know. Uh, don't do the NFL thing. What about uh, what about Bob? Like any character from Bob's Burgers uh, winning the belt? Oh my god! Oh, this I might go Bob's. Bob's Burgers to Simpsons. Like yeah, yeah. It's I gonna think, be crazy. Like I, I a little think, bit crazy. The, the 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 you know the dog from Married with Children might win the hardcore title. Like oh my god! Um, I, I think that like, again, it's 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 a belt that is so flexible in what they can do with it that I, I don't think that people really realized it at first, but now it's starting to make sense. Like there's some really cool social media things that could be done. It's some cool like partnership things that can be done with this belt. And like, I think that it's cool. Like I, again, like we shit on it and then they ended up making it work. I'm all for the 24 seven title being used in this way. Uh, next up total divas is back. All right. October 2nd, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's all let's all cheer about this the return of the show that I don't think any uh, Ben do you watch the show? No, I watched the first season and then I tailed off on the second. Yeah, so I I've, I've I watched a couple. Yeah, it's an actually entertaining show. If you, but like I don't have time to watch it. <laughs> um, but in regards to that, I mean, Total Divas is returning October second. They have a slew of new uh, new people that they added to the roster. One most notably is Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is now going to be on Total Divas. This is insane. Ben, what do you think about all of this? I mean, she's the name that's going to bring it back. Like, people, like, as much as we know about Ronda Rousey, she's been a pretty selective interview. You don't see a ton of Rousey behind-the-scenes stuff. Even with UFC, you saw what she gave you. Right. And this is going to be huge ratings, that first episode. I think it's it's weird because, like... I don't know. It's it's weird because she's very like it seems like she's controlled on sort of what she decides to put out there. Like she's not someone like for someone who like was a major celebrity and didn't really put much out there in terms of her own personal life for her to sign on to do this reality show, especially considering she's not an active WWE superstar right now. It's kind of actually crazy to think about. I think she's still I think she's still contracted, though. Yeah, she's still contracted, but now like act like I guess they're gonna go over the entire build up to WrestleMania, but I don't see yeah. them like 
you know, going anywhere after that. And, you know, but the, the Total Divas timeline is always sketchy either way. They'll, like, play a clip from September and then it'll, like, lead into a clip from, like, February. They have like, a lot of they have a lot of ways they can go with this as far as the person, like, the real animosity between herself, Becky, and Charlotte. Um, the just the social media response she was getting when she actually turned heel. Like, I, I now I look at that heel turn that she did earlier this year in a different light because... Right that could be framed as a storyline for the show. We just didn't know about it at that point. Right. Right. Um, and then the other person that's added to this is Sonya Deville. Turn up. I'm, I love it. I'm interested in how this is kind of going with WWE's, you know, first openly lesbian WWE superstar, um, being featured on this show. It's a good look. I'll say that. And, um, yeah, I'm just interested entirely. We haven't really, she did a kind of reality show when she first started with Tough Enough and things like that, but we haven't really seen much of her personality outside of that. And I'm also wondering, like, why Mandy Rose isn't on this as well. Well, th- it's been said that she's gonna that that Mandy, Charlie Caruso, and Liv Morgan are gonna appear on the show as well as friends of them. So, oh, boo. she's gonna she's gonna be <laughs> she's gonna, they're gonna be supporting characters. So, it's definitely gonna they're definitely gonna be there in the same way that uh, that that Renee Young was in the other seasons as well. Where's Lillian Garcia chasing glory taping just backstage. And <laughs> hey, Lillian be trying to make you cry on the show <laughs> immediately. Like the first question Lillian will ask is, so how'd you feel when your dad died? <laughs> like literally. Oh my God. Lillian took all the money from a lot of people going on other people's podcasts and telling <laughs> stories. And she said, I need all of that. Exactly. <sighs> I mean, but it is, but it, but this looks like a good Total Divas. They got the, for some reason, the Bella Twins are still on there. Um, so that's something. They're, they're, they're guests or something like that. They they're guests. Guest yeah, they're, they're not on the show. They're they're going to be they're going to pop in and out from time to time. So I'm guessing. I'm, I'm sure might. she's Nikki Bella is probably still the executive producer. I, there's no way she why is. they're still on the like promotional poster for the show. I was they, like, they they are labeled as the producers for the for this season as well. Um. I would imagine that if they're gonna do that, then they might pop up for evolution and then disappear. Mm. If they're gonna go through evolution all the way, because it's got to be from the from the point that they turn on Ronda all the way up to uh, WrestleMania, and then until they find out that until Nikki finds out she can't wrestle anymore. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and then you got the other players. Naomi's there because it's Jey Uso, uh, Jimmy Uso. And Naomi. I mean, considering all the news that's happened with them lately, it might be actually interesting to watch and see how that goes. That's that's the storyline that I'm most interested in. Like, uh, I think I want to see her storyline as well as Sonya's to see how they handle that and how she kind of uh, is going to act as an advocate for a lot of the the wrestlers are in the LGBT community and you know WWE positioning her as that you know as that one wrestler that they have that that is openly uh, lesbian. But I. One thing that I'm excited about is the fact that she, for sure she's getting a push when this show starts airing. Yeah, of course. The Total D was pushed. The, the appearances on television, mm-hmm. the tag team match wins. Tag titles are future. for sure in her future. Yep. Uh, next up, some bad news here. Uh, last weekend, really, really early last weekend, uh, John Moxley was forced to basically bow out of all of his impending uh, dates, including all out due to a MRSA. 
uh, or really like a staph infection uh, flare-up that they came back. And if you remember, uh, about a year ago, the, he was, you know, there was a WWE Chronicle, I believe, with Dean Ambrose, where he talks about the MRSA, the, the little MRSA incident that he had, and that was a major reason why he couldn't come back. And now it has kind of reared his ugly head at the worst time for him with All Out coming up pretty much this weekend in one of the biggest high-profile matches he has against Kenny Omega. It's interesting that you, they pretty much said, like, okay, All Out's a wash. We got to get you prepared back for the first show on TNT. Like, we, we, we you know, as, as good as we'd love to have you at All Out, like, the TV is way takes way more precedence over this pay-per-view. Way uh, more. Um, it's kind of sad for John Moxley. I'd just say just because it's been something that he's gone through and something that um, has obviously been affecting him and recurring for over the last number of years, it's kind of reared his ugly head. I really just kind of hope that he gets it, you know, sort of situated and it doesn't really come back as a flare-up. Um, ben, what do you think about this entire thing? <sighs> I mean, I got really mixed thoughts on AEW in general. I actually loved Moxley in the G1. I know some other people had different thoughts about it. But MRSA's bad. You know, it's not a thing that can go away instantly. Like, it's something that can linger around. It can be, you know, a really, really bad injury. But this happened at the worst time for AEW right before, you know, the show. I don't love the timing of this show. I actually would have had this show a couple weeks after the first TV. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. To kind of get it not, you know, a month before the first TV or so. But, you know, Moxley's the draw to a lot of people that don't watch AEW. Like, I am I should be the prototypical AEW fan. Like, I loved the Bucks. I loved Kenny. And I'm not really invested in this show. Right. But, but I was like, I'll check out Moxley, you know. And, you know, Pac's a better wrestling replacement. <laughs> but, man, he is not a name, big name draw anymore like he was. Right. And, and, I, and I blame that for him just being inactive in the States for so long. And again, not really, you know, he had visa issues from what we hear. Not really sure, like, what the real story on that is. But, you know, he is the replacement for Moxley there. But it's like, I don't think that Moxley doing the G1, in hindsight, do you, do you think it was a good idea that he did the G1? Because this is probably where this flared up again. At. Like, there's no telling how they clean their mats in New Japan, you know? Right. You know what? I, I don't even want to claim to say I know how Mercer flares up <laughs> as much as like I'm in, you know, professional wrestling. Like, it's weird because when you're a professional wrestling fan, you end up learning so many different trade tricks and trades. When you read all these reports, you end up becoming a doctor slash a part time lawyer slash a part time TV you know producer slash a TV, like all these type of things. I couldn't say that I'm fully know what Mercer or what cause it is or anything like that, but it's very unfortunate especially that this happened after the whole g1 tournament it kind of makes you think if aew is going to sort of rethink how they handle business with talent doing things outside of uh outside of their shows oh that's dead that's not happening because literally the day that we found this out phoenix who is in a huge match with the bucks and this saturday all out also almost had it well i'm not really sure what the leg injury was but people were kind of had a scare because they thought he broke his leg he ended up working the next the next night at another show but again like we don't even know if phoenix is 100 percent to go for this show and it seems to be seems to me like these people like you know a lot of their performers will drop like flies when they're doing these like wild matches like phoenix goes all out every single time he wrestles and this is someone that you really want to keep on your roster right 
Yeah, it doesn't make sense for some of these guys to be doing these indie shows or the you know the shows back in Mexico a month before you know a show that's going to define that programming on TNT. Right. And you know with Moxley either he can't do both. He can't do New Japan and be the United States champ, but can't appear on U.S. soil. Or he can't be main eventing all you know AEW shows while also holding a New Japan belt. Like it's going to be better for both promotions if he just picks one and goes with that. Yeah, I, I think he wanted to do everything when he first got out. And listen, you did it, bro. <laughs> you did it. We believe you. You are you're the realist. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You did it. You proved us all wrong. You don't got to prove us wrong anymore. Like AEW is definitely going to need him. I think that there are two. Three centerpieces to that show. And I've said this before. I think it's Jericho, it's the Bucks, and it's Moxley. Everyone else kind of just falls into wherever they fall into. The Bucks, no one's ever seen anything like that before. If they bring the same level of, you know, matches that they've been, you know, bringing bring for, you know, New Japan and Ring of right. Honor. Right. Jericho is Jericho. And Moxley is someone that they literally just saw on the USA Network like eight months ago. Right. So they're very important. They need to keep those guys there. Yeah. Uh, next up, a possible Hell in a Cell match has been unveiled. If you don't want to talk about spoilers, I think we'll talk very... Uh, I'm actually going to start a timer so people don't get spoiled. Right. Let me start, I mean, let me start this timer. L- l- let's start the timer. I will say that in terms of this news, it has a- been acknowledged by WWE Superstar. If you follow them on Twitter, I won't say who. I'm going to do two minutes two and minutes. we're going to talk about the spoiler. Okay. okay? Starting... Now, okay, so Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, uh, it was announced by the Golden One Center, who will be hosting Hell in a Cell in October, that he will choose someone, whoever wins the Universal title, to be in Hell in a Cell with, whether it be Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins. What do you think about this really quickly? I think it's a great idea. Um, I personally think it's a great idea. I think it's a great um, way to get the fiend back out there and make him very, seem very, very important. And also, you add in that hell in a cell element as well. What about you? He ben? Better win. He better win. <laughs> you know, after like some of those weird matches with Cena back in the day, and like the mishandlings of Bray, the fiend is a superstar in the making. He's the new Undertaker. If they want him to go that route, he better win, though. Uh, no, I think it. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Justin. Uh, Bray did kind of confirm this on Twitter today. uh, Yeah, and Strowman as well. Yeah, and Strowman confirmed it as well. It's making me think it's going to be Braun and uh, The Fiend. I don't think it makes much sense for... I just wouldn't put the title on The Fiend right now. It's way too early. I don't think he's that hot. I wouldn't headline a pay-per-view with Braun versus The Fiend, to be honest with you. Well, it would it would clearly be I, – I I would put Seth kind of, I guess, in a regular match on Hell in a Cell. He doesn't really have a feud that does that needs a Hell in a Cell right now. No, but, you know, it, just, it would seem weird. I think it's a greater um, hill to climb if Seth Rollins has to go up against The Fiend. And I think even if The Fiend wins the belt, it puts him over huge against Seth Rollins. Absolutely. Um, it, it would be a detriment to Braun Strowman to be in that match and end up losing. Yeah, I, I think, again, you want to position Fiend to, to be important. I think that whether he wins or loses, you know, they can find a way so the Fiend doesn't lose and for Braun not to lose. Who knows? But that is spoiler over. You can, you're safe. There you go. Nice. Uh, the spoiler zone is over. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Uh, your, your, your secret's safe with us, but, you know, just stay away from that. Uh, next part 
on No Holds Barred, Peyton Royce gets she got married to some jobber over the weekend. Uh, you guys hear about that? I saw that you this on the rundown, and I was like, "You asshole!" <laughs> Who's that? that that's Who, a whole. That's a whole mar- She got married. I mean, so here's the thing: she got married to Sean Spears. Um, Who? Who? The Who? perfection, Sean Spears. Who? Who? He, he was he was featured on. Uh, Whatever pay per view that was on AEW uh, last time, I, I can't. The only I mean, NXT superstar to have three haircuts at one time. <laughs> <laughs> Does he teach CrossFit now? No. Oh my god, this is so funny. I found it more funny that he got married with that haircut. I was just like, oh my god, you just, you know, you're gonna have these pictures to look back for some quite some time. Some guys get all the luck, and I gotta say, this guy is definitely lucky. But you know, paying. Baby girl, let's just get real here on the A show right now, man. I'm just saying you could do better, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying you could do better. There's a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys I know in a chat that I frequent that would definitely treat you right and definitely probably make more money than Sean Spears. There's one perfect 10 in the relationship, and I can tell you who which one it's not. (laughs) You feel me? You feel me? And and you know we'll be in we'll be in Tampa next year, Payne. Just just holler at us, you know what I'm saying? Like, we I got some guys for you. Let's just say that I know some guys for you. You feel me? All right, okay. I mean, it, John Spears. It might get a little interesting. Who knows? But Payne Royce, yes, he's a jobber. The address is 100 RNC Way. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm literally joking for people who cancel me and. People from the UK, mostly. Speaking of UK, <laughs> speaking of the UK, uh, this weekend is a stacked. Uh, it's a stacked deck this weekend, and we have AEW All Out, NXT Takeover, uh, NXT UK Takeover, and uh, New Japan Royal Quest. Literally all airing at the same fucking time. What do you yeah. guys think about these cards? Ooh, all right. So to be honest with you, I haven't took a look at any of these cards except. I, I kind of know the gist of All Out, considering all the other AEW program I guess I've watched. Um, and I know the main event of NXT you take over UK. Um, Carlisle? Carly? Carlo? Carl, Cardiff? Cardiff. Cardiff. There we go. Yeah. One of them. Yeah, I'm Shout out to MJ. Shout out to MJ. Shout out to MJ, who will be just... Ooh, I will trust in covering this <laughs> in full length. All right, so boom. The, the card, it looks like for NXT TakeOver UK, which honestly, I think one of the biggest headlines that they've got out is that, you know, they recently announced a couple days ago, Cesaro himself, you know, fresh off the, you know, fresh off the braces, uh, braces penitentiary, um, will be appearing on NXT UK TakeOver oh, all I got to say about Cesaro is what uh, the man who has the number one album in the country had to say about it. Check out my smile. I got some new teeth. Shout out Cesaro. Shout out to Cesaro. He'll be on the show. <laughs> um, I can't. I have no I have nothing to say. Um, the only thing I'm excited for is this is where the Kings of Wrestling reunite. Well, here's Ooh. the thing, Ben. Like. Hero, or I'm sorry, Cash's Ono went on Twitter today and was like, hey, I know you guys love Kings of Wrestling, but that's in the past. <laughs> like, He's a liar. He's a goddamn liar. Yeah. You know what? They might end up They might end up fighting each other, to be real with you. Keep it funky. Might be a one-on-one match type of deal. 
don't know. All I know is that he he fucking. You ain't bringing Cesaro on the show to talk. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see Jordan Devlin in his future. Jordan Devlin, standard uh, yeah. newcomer. You know, standard hazing newcomer introducer. He's a face now. He's a face now. So that that little oh. call out the call out the um the challenger thing works probably the other way for him than it did now. Yeah. They've been building him into a pretty solid face. Uh, I've been paying attention to him. I, I think that he could potentially, there are a lot of people that when this congeals that this show can work. And I think Walters had to carry the load a lot, you know, by himself with his team and Imperium while Pete Dunn has clearly left the territory and they've been positioning uh, Devlin to take that position. I think if they give us a, a Devlin Walter match, that will get a lot, or at least a few. That'll put more eyes on the product. Honestly, I, I think their few from two years ago was absolutely. I'm not even two years ago, but a year ago was absolutely spectacular. Like it was one of my favorite matches of last year. Well, uh, NFC UK is now the main priority on the network, or at least has to be a bigger priority on the network now that NXT is going to USA Network. Um, yeah. So I think, quite honestly. It's time to put it in that slot. Time to really draw some more attention to it. And I would say you have to put a lot, a couple more stars on that show um, to be able to do that. It'd be fun to have Devlin run through a lot of the main roster guys after the Balor match last time, too. Yeah. He could, you know, be the guy that runs through everybody when they come over. Hmm. Yeah, I I would be dope. Like, I again, like, in 2020, NXT UK needs to become – a bigger deal even if that means that some of these guys show up on main roster stuff and they do like a tryout match or something like that like they have to make this seem really 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 bigger than what it is it's like worse than 205 live at this point i think there are two shows on the network right now that i just don't give two shits about and those those are one of them yeah i think you know it's interesting because part of my reason for that i wanted to say like hey it's not even an american show like a lot of american audience aren't even uh attracted to it but i don't even think people worldwide or in general are attracted to this show or at least go out their way to watch a show i think they need to find sort of a formula because to be honest with you i think if people can go out their way to manage to tune into all this new japan viewing and they air at crazy hours of the night and crazy hours of the day and i think if they can go out their way to tune that nxc uk can certainly find a formula whether that be incorporating more big stars um incorporating more wwe talent um kind of making it much more of a like i don't know if you can say like a fifth brand but like mm-hmm. it you know trying to just make these events kind of a little bit more worthwhile have these kind of exhibition matches you wouldn't normally see like if they, if they yeah. decided ever to like just bring Alistair Black to have a match on 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 the takeover card I'm in I'm I'm there um and it doesn't have to have necessarily a program but it can be an exhibition match or it could be a you know a one off program or something along those lines I'm there remember remember when Alistair did that uh, yep. like before he was Alistair and then he lost <laughs> this is true Tommy versus Neville. They wanted to see how he would react to losing. And apparently, well, I think that was the killer. That, that was the killer's. That was to get a pop, and that was also probably to kill his name. But it was also like weird that, like, I think at that point everyone expected him to be in NXT UK, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a that was a weird moment. Uh, no one really ever, ever, even ever talks about that anymore. Uh, as far as these three stars, which one are you got? You know, which, which one are we all watching? I'm definitely gonna check out all out. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it live. I probably but, will. Yeah, I probably will watch it live. 
Um, but I NXT UK Takeover. I'm just gonna watch what they tell me to watch because I did the last one and listen. <laughs> it ended up being like an okay show, but like it was like a two match show to me. Yeah, you know, I think I, I probably will watch both. To be honest with you, um, All Out will probably get my like more like attention. To right. be real with you, but. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch both. I look forward to be. I'm a fan of um, Tyler Bate, so I look forward to seeing him in the World Championship match, um, or actually the UK Championship match. Um, so I look forward to that, and then I look forward to see what AEW does in response to all this new NXT Shabazz. What about you, Ben? Um, I got a wedding Saturday night, so I'm not going to catch AEW live. I don't even know if I would if I was free, but I'm definitely going to watch Royal Quest. Um, I think the card looks really good. It looks really it interesting. Um, so we'll see. You know, I want to see Ishii versus Kenta. You know, Kenta's he needs to really step up for that match. I don't think he will. <laughs> um, and then you know, Zack Saber Jr. versus Tanahashi will be fun. And then Okada versus Suzuki, which I really, really loved the match they had in the rain uh, at you know the Missouri the Suzuki anniversary show a couple years ago. So. It'll be a fun card, and, you know, there's a surprise tag team showing up that, you know, I'm really interested to see who it is. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm wondering who it is, too. Uh, very rare that you get, like, that type of, of, of hype going into a show like this. That Like, a couple of weeks ago, didn't really seem that huge. But, like, within the last, like, 24 hours, it's like, wow, we really might have to, like, make some time to watch this show as well. Any guesses on the tag team? Oh man, any guesses on the tag team? If I were to think of a huge like it can be anything from for anyone from Noah. Um I, I honestly don't know because like, I would have said that if they really want to make a splash, they would have they would have flown in Penta and Phoenix, you know? But they're not gonna be there. So I, I have no clue, honestly. LAX? LAX is would be my guess, but yeah. I'm assuming they sign AEW, you know, stay local, but you never know. With yeah. my luck, it'll be the Briscoes. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Meals, you got some hot takes for us? Listen, we got hot takes this week. We got plenty of hot takes. Remember, you can always submit your hot takes. The link will always be in the bio to the episode. So make sure you click on that link. You submit your hot takes for the week. You get ready. Um, and we have these very, very you know strong conversations. I'm glad to have Ben on this as well. We need Ben's input on all these hot takes as well. Hold so before, before we start. Oh, all right, let's go. Dirty Sprite. Okay. Um Let's see. We, our first hot take comes from, man, one name, just named Jay, J-A-Y. Okay. Um, his wrestling hot take, wrestler using cosplay is corny and it makes them look soft. Who? Wrestlers that use cosplay, apparently, um, is corny and it makes them look soft. I'm not sure if he's targeting Xavier Woods or uh, or... Um, what's her name? Zelina Vega for posing as a Lee or something. Um, that was that's a weird hot take. Uh, that, was, that was a weird hot take, Jay. Uh, the, sure, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Doesn't um, really fall under hot take category. Just it, it seems like I don't play worse. video games category. <laughs> yeah, it, it's y'all need to go outside and throw a football category. That's, that sounds like to me. Um, we got another one up from Donnie Lucci. 
Shout Yo, what's up, Donnie? What's up, buddy? Donnie, keep submitting them, bro. You have really, really good ones. And he says, man, fuck it. I'm saying this since nobody else will. That's how you know this hot take is about to be something. <laughs> um, when the Wednesday Night Wars hit, we're about to see how bland this AEW talent is. They don't have three superstars that match the all-around talent of Cole Gargano and the Dream and then he says, also, Daniel Bryan is the 2019 Wrestler of the Year. That is in response to our list a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Well. How do uh, you feel? Do you feel like, I mean, I'm sure I kind of know what Justin's answer is in comparison to the NXT um, AEW wars on the side of talent. Um, but how do you feel, Ben? Um, can I give my hot take here? Sure. In, a, in addition to this, I've, I've said this before to Justin. AEW is going to be a watered-down 2012 to 2015 PWG. They're going to yeah. recycle a lot of the matches. It's a lot of the same people, a lot of the gimmicks, a lot of the – there's no clear face. There's no clear heel. They've got Excalibur on commentary. It's going to sound the same, but it's just going to be – they're just going to recycle PWG with a bigger budget. Yeah. Um, it's starting to look like that, especially with the amount of times they re-rock the Lucha Brothers versus uh, Bucks match, which is like, what, three or four times in three months? Um, I think that it's just really hard. It's like, I know people are going to argue against it all day if they want to, but like NXT, that, that talent, that roster for two, and, and you get them for longer, for two hours, it's a hard sell. Like I, I said it, like it's going to be like an uphill battle for them. Like, He's right. Like Donnie's right. Like Cole Gargano alone. But then you also have the rest of the Undisputed Era. Matt Riddle. He didn't even mention Matt Riddle. He didn't mention Kushida. He didn't mention uh, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae. Like none of those people. Like it's very, like you put those rosters together. It is clear cut. Like cut was the better roster. Like I'll give AEW Kenny Omega begrudgingly. Because I don't think he's at his level of 2016. But the rest of those guys, bro, it's tough. Like, I'm going to be watching NXT before I watch. Like, I'll watch AEW and DVR. I I have to watch NXT live. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll still be watching the Challenge War of the Worlds, too, every Wednesday night. Um, I got a a question for you guys. Sure. Which NXT member is going to benefit the most from the two hours? Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Uh, the women, all the women. Yep. Hmm. All the women. I will say, in terms of someone who blows up, I'm going to say the women is a great is a great answer. I'm thinking, God damn, it might be Johnny. It's it might be Johnny. To be honest with you, if 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 Johnny ended up on any other roster it might be like we'd be having a much different conversation about johnny gargano that we're having right now mm-hmm. i think the timing kind of worked out really really well for him on nxt moving to i mean i think nxt was always going to move to a television network with this new fox deal and or and or usa deal and i think i don't know the conversation was just brought up but if you know, if Champa doesn't get injured and Johnny Gargano stays on the main roster, I feel like we're having a much different conversation now than we would have had um, 
if he, you know, than than he is now, where he's essentially on, you know, NXT. So I think he's going to become the face of that show. Um, to be real with you, yeah, uh, I think Riddle it, he's going to turn up twenty twenty. I think for now, having Johnny be that face for sure, I agree. But I think again, I'm putting my chips on Matt Riddle. I think I think uh, Ben could agree with me there too. Yeah, I mean Matt Riddle. People have said this before, so I'm you know copying somebody on this he's the closest we've seen to a wrestling prodigy since kurt angle like he just came in and picked it up immediately and i know a lot of people don't like it but i like the like i'm coming for the old guy's attitude and i can beat you up in real life too like (laughs) that gimmick's gonna take him far because he can yeah it's it's authentic it's real you can actually believe he can beat people up for real life without shoes on and we uh, talked about this at the top of the show, but Gargano's going to be number one in that PWA 500, right? Ooh. Ooh. You know that, what? I don't know. Gargano. Seth Gargano. I don't know. I don't know. He lost a couple. Ah, he, and actually, he might be. I don't know. He did win. Oh, my God. He's won actually a fair amount. He might be. He might be. You got the North American title. You got the NXT title. He did well in that tag tournament. Um, it, he might be. He really might be. Uh, it might be his year. Um, I have another hot take. This one comes from Dixie Barter. Um, All right. I love these fucking names. Uh, he says, Adam Page ain't the guy. Give it to Drunk Uncle Jericho. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah. I think that's what we're expecting anyway. I, I don't I'm think anyone... Yeah, no one should be mad if that is the outcome on Saturday at all. Um, yeah, it's it's got to be Jericho. It, it would be weird if it wasn't, to be honest with you. Is it I bad mean, when I watch Adam Page wrestle? I just think that like he's a way less good Buddy Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's. I don't even think he's that. He's literally like a way less, like way less good drew mcintyre on a baron corbin level Ooh, oh come on that's like two different types of shades right there my god um yeah i'm not a i i that 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 match with darby allen that went like 20 <laughs> and i'm just, i'm still like affected by that i was like really this is what we did um he nearly went to a draw with them like before we're hyping him up for the show he like nearly goes to a draw that was crazy booking um, our next one comes from Maurice. It says MJF is a poor man's Miz. Don't know if this is a hot take, more so than just being a fact. And no, I did not submit this. <laughs> Ooh, MJF. Uh, I mean, MJF to me is he's poor cool. man's Miz. Miz, Miz just bought a six point four million dollar house, so he's a yeah. poor man's Miz in any state. Like he, he's got that scarf though. He's a, <laughs> he's a poor man. He's a poor man. I'll say that, but. <laughs> He's a poor man. Uh, I, I'd say more poor man's uh, EC3 from, from Impact. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, we have one from, let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to pick one now. Okay. I have a, we have a hot one. We have a hot one. This one comes from, and I'm going kind of out of order. We'll do one more after this. Um, okay. This one comes from our buddy, Chris Novak. Hey, what's up? Shout out to Chris. He says the Undertaker is not top ten all time. Wow, scorching. Hmm. 
Undertaker. Wow, come on! Where does, off, off. where does Undertaker rank? To be real with you, where does Undertaker rank in your? In, if you had to make a personal top twenty-five, is Undertaker in the top twenty-five? Yes, he's in top. He's top fifteen. Uh, to me, I've always hated the Undertaker. My first <laughs> ever wrestling memory was the Survivor Series where he debuted, and he beat the Hart Foundation. And I was, you know, right behind Stat Guy Greg as the world's biggest Bret Hart fan back in the day. So, like, I've just held the grudge since then. And you just haven't liked the cut of his jib since 1990. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but it's it's hard to discount him in, like, a top 10. I would, I mean, I'd love for Chris to submit his top 10 just to get everyone on the internet upset at him again. Um, mm. Oh, man, that that's tough. Undertaker top 10. All right, so Undertaker. Even, even me saying Undertaker's top 15 is, like, agreeing with his hot take. You know, yeah, because he's not quite like ten, like so. I could probably name ten wrestlers that I'd probably put above the Undertaker. Um, okay. But in terms of just like when you add in all factors, legacy, impact, gimmick, wrestling. I mean, I, in terms of the wrestling, I guess it's a little bit low. He kind of he really started picking up like twenty years into his career. Yeah, he didn't turn up until like the the late two thousands, early twenty tens, and then that and that it was it was like an even shorter stretch. Yeah, like Shawn Michaels had a prolonged stretch throughout right. time. He he stopped and came back and gave us another like eight years. Right. For instance, all right. So here's what you would you put in your top whatever? Are you putting Eddie Guerrero over the Undertaker? Hell yeah. Yeah, that's yeah for sure. Hmm. Undertaker is not top ten. Undertaker, that's that's something that I'm gonna have to agree with. I don't think he's in my. Top I gotta 10. agree. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta agree. I gotta. If he not now, if he said he wasn't in the top twenty, I'd be like, all right, Chris, come on. Yeah, that's uh, you disrespectful. Know what? You know what, Chris? You stomped us. Good job. You finally did it. You finally did it. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm here. Um, our last one comes from um, Dream TV two on Twitter. Hey, what up, Dream? Um, he says. Wow, this is another all-timer one. Um, as far as overall talent goes, Randy Orton would not even rank top 15 wrestler of all time in the E. WWE, top 15, all-time. Uh, is Randy Orton there? Hell Are you yeah. saying all-time? Let's see. We're, listen, I say I, the talent's getting better. So like a lot of the people that you thought was your top 15 at 10 years ago is probably not there no more. Wait, are you ranking Randy Orton higher than Undertaker? Ooh. Is that top 15? I said top 15. Am oh, I ranking WWE, him higher than Undertaker? WWE and WWE. Am I, Am I ranking, ranking him higher than Undertaker? The youngest no. champ ever. No, I'm no, not. I'm not ranking him. So he's not, not he's not in my top 15. He's I don't think Randy Orton's in my top 15, to be honest. He'd be 14. Undertaker would be like 12. Randy Orton is to me. Very good. He's like naturally good, but he's never been. Hmm. What's the best Randy Orton match you've ever seen? See, that's what I'm thinking. And it's against like Christian. So (laughs) John, John Cena, I quit match. Ooh, good one. Yeah. That's probably the answer. But like with Taker, you immediately go, okay, was it, you know, the Shawn Michaels one, Shawn Michaels two. Hold on though. Hold on though. Hold on. Randy. Remember that time at no mercy? He wrestled twice. This is true, but and I mean, but that isn't. I don't know. That was a great that that uh, that last man standing match for Triple H was. Uh, I love that match. It was a really good he's match. A, 
he's Randy Orton has always been like a wrestler's wrestler, like in terms of just like everybody who wrestles himself would be like Randy Orton's great. Randy Orton's one of the best generational talent that we've had in WWE of all time. And it's probably a much more educated opinion, but as a viewer and a fan, I can't honestly say that I even most of the time I want to see these Randy Orton matches. He, he hasn't turned up at any point in his career. I think. At any oh, the, the Foley match. The Foley match. Oh, the, the Foley match. Okay, anywhere. Yeah. That was Backlash 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Okay. I'll give him that stretch. I'll give him that young stretch. In terms of just like later on in his career, he hasn't turned up at all. Like has not had a consistent like a run or a streak or a, you know, one great match after another. Like, damn, he's really, really killing it. Like, you can even say for John Cena, like, John Cena turned up after a certain while. It's just like, okay, he's had... The argument that Randy is so naturally talented that it really hurts that, you know, he does not, or he didn't give a fuck for, like, the first decade of his career. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say that his natural talent um, ended up leading to a lot of, I wouldn't say the word is entitlement, but a lot of like, okay, I'm good. I don't even need, I don't need to prove to anyone else I'm good. I know that I'm good because it's in my blood. Uh, Yeah, yeah. In the last 10 years, Randy Orton's been the, I'm going to go on vacation for four months, come back and have a great pay-per-view match with nothing in between. Pretty much. Unless he's been in a world championship situation, he hasn't really like, gone out there and really given it his all. This is true. This is true. Uh, is that it for hot take? Yeah. He had, he had a non-wrestling hot take. Are you interested in this? Um, as, go much, yeah, go as much as I like the two, especially the former, Young Thug and Future wouldn't be on a first all-decade team for hip-hop artists. I know this is going to piss you off. No, I'm not pissed off. I, I like I like Dream. I, I like him a lot. Okay. Uh I disagree. I think looking at the influence of both, I think definitely Future would probably land there before Thug would. And no, he's list. saying like a tag team. Oh, a tag team. Like Future. Nah, man, they're definitely better. I think there's definitely a there's definitely competition with uh, Thug and Quan. I think Thug and Quan is better than Thug and Future. Right. But uh, I think they'd sniff. They probably they probably sniff it. Yeah. Just by by a hair, yeah. by a hair. That's maybe maybe Quan's one though, right? Like. Doug and Quan is one, yes. Yeah. All right. All right. That is the end of the hot take segment this week. Thank you to everyone that submitted. We'll continue to drop these hot takes every single week as long as you keep submitting them. Um, so, yeah, please keep keep doing it. Keep going. All right. Are we ready to run through these shows real quick? Yes. Let's go through the week in professional wrestling. All right. Uh, first up on Raw, King of the Ring keeps rolling on with two matches on Raw. We saw Ricochet pick up a huge upset win versus Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin, as I called yet last week, playing spoiler for The Miz. How'd you guys feel about these two matches? I felt like I called that last week and you were the one who said that The Miz was going to win. No, I said that it wouldn't make sense for it would not make sense for uh, for both Drew and Corbin to win. I said that I feel as though Corbin is being positioned to play a spoiler for a lot of people to make you think he's going to go all the way. That's what Mm. I said. Oh, okay. I misinterpreted it then. Um, Ricochet, in terms of just this King of the Ring, I feel like let's get to where we're going already. Um, He's turning up. 
These turn, I mean, the matches are good. They're giving this these matches time. Even like Miz versus Baron Corbin is like a match. It's like okay, that's that was better or more eventful than I thought it would be. But the you know the way they've been doing these King of the Ring matches lately, and Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, I thought was stupendous. I thought was just just great entirely. Um, it's interesting in kind of how they set up the brackets. Um, it's interesting where Drew McIntyre falls in this entire thing. Are you probably, why, why, why do you say that? Because you would you would expect Drew McIntyre, especially what he's contributed to Raw over the last couple of years, to go a little bit deeper in the tournament than he is now. He's kind of really this is the first round match and he's out. So it's kind of interesting to see in terms of I'm not saying that like he deserved to beat Ricochet. I'm des- I'm saying that like it's interesting that like he's not being put against the Miz. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they don't intend on like Baron Corbin really doing anything. Um that we're not getting this like quarterfinal match between Ricochet and or 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 Drew McIntyre goes a little bit deeper. It's kind of interesting the way they pick them to like kind of go out first. Who do you I, think, I think Oh, sorry to interrupt. Uh No, who, it's who, all good. Who wins a world title for, world title first, Ricochet or Drew McIntyre? Ricochet. So it depends on the situation, but I, Well, you know what? I think if I think Ricochet to be a sustained talent for years. I so, think it's harder for a face to become a champion than it is a heel. Not this year. <laughs> well, yeah, not this year. Not this know. year. <laughs> you know, apparently the money's been rolling in. They don't give a fuck what they do. But I think, or I, I guess maybe over the last decade, like statistics would tell you it's easier to become a champion as a heel than a face. But... <sighs> I'm, I'm telling you, like, like I was about to say, nah, I Drew think would Drew. be the guy Ricochet beats to get the championship. Hmm. So, you know what? I, I take that back. Drew will probably win it first because, I mean, like, he's not going to get the accolade of King of the Ring because they want Ricochet to be a sustained superstar. They want him to get the accolades over time like Seth Rollins has been doing. Right. I could see Drew getting it first because one, he does kind of. He, I wouldn't mind seeing him get a run, but I just don't want to see him being positioned like he's been for the past couple of months where he's like a lackey or he's just a part of a tandem or a trio that I, we just don't give two craps about, like with Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin and Shane McMahon. And, you know, he's just been bouncing around crews for the whole year. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, you know what? This the the King of the Ring, at least the brackets of how they're showing this now, it's looking pretty good. Um next week, who do we have going up against one another? Uh next week we have Ricochet versus Samoa Joe. Ooh. Uh and we also have Cedric Alexander. Hmm. Those now, I, I filled out my brackets here. I, I think I revealed it to you guys earlier. I I will never fill out a bracket for this fake tournament, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Greg. Um, <laughs> Greg filled out a, Greg no Greg filled out a shoot King of the Ring thing like it wasn't like a kayfabe tournament and I'm still laughing because I'm like Bruh. and it got blown up at night one <laughs> <laughs> he had like yo Drew McIntyre obviously and like all this other stuff and yeah it got blown up at night one I'm sorry Greg <sighs> uh, I, 
I think next week um, Cedric loses, Ricochet wins. I think you always th- there is like Mills. Even you had the fear of Baron Corbin, so I think that the fear is that going into <laughs> that match at uh, Madison Square Garden that uh, Baron Corbin will be winning that. But I think again you give Ricochet yet another crowning moment where he wins at Madison Square Garden. I think all signs to me are pointing to Ricochet Andrade. If they're not doing that, then I think that they're doing something very wrong. I think that match is definitely a match of the year contender. The SmackDown side looks very, very weird. So, yes, I would say that. Uh, Next up, Sasha Banks, who has been taking up a large... Let's be clear. You can't say that Raw hasn't been kind of shaped around her appearances. They are very strategic in the way that they pin Sasha Banks in these in you know in these shows. Like she shows up twice regularly on the shows now. Um so her promo. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested more so in all right, what did you guys think of this promo? I know what I thought, but what do you guys think? I felt like it was a lot. I felt like it was just too much and I felt like it was kind of all over and it was a lot of information, but, and I, I mean, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was great. I just felt like it was just a lot of words. Um, her delivery was just really bad. Um, I think in the beginning she sounded very robotic and, the reasoning was sound. Let's be clear. I like that they addressed all of the rumors in their own WWE way. Um, I'm glad that she addressed all of the, like, it, it just makes sense. Like, of course, as a heel, she would say that she didn't care about the tag team titles because that's what everyone thought she left for, you know, like that's how she got heat. And I love the fact that like, they actually, and people aren't talking about this. Like they tried to do this with Becky, right? They tried to make her turn heel and it didn't work because it just, there was no basis there. Sasha, and, and again, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the interesting position they were in because we knew so much about or what could have possibly been that. And they turned that on its head and, and basically said, everything that you guys thought I left for, I really did. But I didn't care, you know, not for the reasons that you guys thought I did. I didn't care because I wanted to be at the main event of WrestleMania. And I like that. I love the content of it. I just did not. I just don't think Sasha's a strong promo that could have delivered that in a way that a Becky Lynch could have. You know, I I echo pretty much all of you guys' thoughts on this entire situation. I think, you know, to me, she's a heel. I think she didn't strike up enough of playing up towards that. And I don't want to be like so, so like hypercritical, you know, of people's things. But it's just like I felt like, for instance, you know, what would have been a great backdrop: people actually booing as she's saying things. That, as a, that crowd was terrible, though. Nah, <laughs> but it, it, it's a sense probably. of like. Yeah, but it's a sense of, like, you come out, you don't even make that kind of, like, your priority. You come out and you just start talking very, very loudly and smiling and, and things like that. And as opposed to actually, like, okay, let's say something to really incite something from the audience. Let's talk about how you guys were on my ass all this other time and you all become these pawns and puppets or something along those lines. As opposed to just being like, here is why I did it. And it's kind of robotic fashion. And it's more so she's talking to herself rather than kind of really projecting for like the people that's there. And I think she kind of took out where she was at completely out of the equation while delivering this promo. And also she kind of very i would say very robotic in terms of delivering this promo she kind of really i think anybody with actual like 
who was actually really, really good at this would have knocked it out the park. She had a, they had a, she had a lot of uh, material and yeah, I just think she kind of like, it, it, it didn't sail. I'll say that. Um, she also, that, that wasn't the only uh, thing she had to do on the show. Um, she also finally got her, uh, her fade. She ran her fade against Natalia on the show on Monday um, I thought it was it was a short match. It was like a prolonged squash um, just to kind of show us what she's, you know, get her back in the ring, get, get her back warmed up again. Do you feel as though they're prolonging this Becky match? Like they have not announced it yet. They have not even Becky and her, her have not even had a like a promo against each other, not been seen face to face, any of that stuff. Should they go for the Clash of Champions match? I mean, Becky doesn't have a challenger right now. It seems to be that Sasha's going to be that. But, like, what's taking them so long to announce it? I have no idea. I mean... It's weird. I, I think... You know what? I think they're going to eventually announce it. I think they're waiting for a major program. I don't know if they're stalling until MSG because they want a real big MSG moment um, with these two ladies. But... They're, they're kind of stalling out this entire thing a bit. And I think the, the, strong, the strong win over Natalia, I think in any other situation, it would have just been, you know, in the past, it would have just been a random match for Natalia and then she taps her out. I kind of liked that the fact that they've been investing in this mini program kind of a bit and kind of putting over Sasha is just like, wow, like she's different. She's, a, she's much more of a heel now. But, mm-hmm. you know... It was a fair match, but I'm I'm more interested in like okay, where do we go from this Becky thing now? Like, what do we do? Um, yeah, where why isn't she targeted? The fact that like if she was big and bad, she would pretty much say like, "Yo, I heard you got married with that tiny little rock on your finger or something along those lines." Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Messy meals makes an appearance. Yeah, or said something like that. Come on, you got to incite like the people. Like you gotta you gotta. This isn't like kind of your just a room for you to kind of showboat and showcase yourself. This is kind of like, all right, let's, let's make people never free, you know, never want to doubt you ever again. That's what I kind of feel like. What match do you want to see more Sasha versus Becky or Sasha versus Bailey? Ooh. Sasha. Where's the money Sasha, at? Sasha Bailey's Becky. money. <laughs> Becky's the money. Sasha Bailey's money too. I think it's a, at this point right now, um, you know, I think we could get it sooner than later, to be honest with you. Um, but Sasha and Becky right now, I think Becky's so over and Becky's like on a different level than, you know, anybody else right now. I just think this match works out. In the short term, I, I want to see Becky and Sasha. We haven't really even seen them like really go up against each other on an active basis. Yeah, uh, I, I I want to see the Bailey match. I think it's it's I, I want to I want to hear Bailey's reaction to how Sasha's acting too. I, I think that that's also something that's that they're saving, and I think it's really interesting that they've been doing so. Survivor uh, Series could could be could be. Uh, we had a really, really long tag team match. And let's just be clear. Raw had a lot of matches on, on Monday, like very little, like in the way of really long promos. And I really appreciated that, but that's mostly because we got like an hour long tag team gauntlet match (laughs) in the middle of the show. That blew up halfway into the match. Like all all of a sudden now it was like an open bracket by the time we hit the last three people. Yeah. I, I was like, 
I checked out. I think when when Ziggler and Rude checked in against the Lucha the the Lucha House Party, and I skipped right to the end. I'm sorry. I checked out when they announced kind of the lineup, and I really really checked out once I was like Ziggler and Rude. What the fuck is this? You just knew they were winning as soon as you saw that team get together. I was just like, and then you know, but I was just like. What is going on here? That's kind of what my... And it became more prevalent as the match went on because once the club and... uh, Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders double DQ'd and then the Revival lost, even though the Revival is in a tag team program with the New Day right now, I was like, what the hell is going on with this match? (laughs) Also... Go ahead. It felt like a match on 2K19 that you like simulate in universe mode. Right. <laughs> and it just goes crazy. It goes awry. It just felt like that, but an hour of Raw. Yeah. Oh, God. I, the B team. I, I didn't see that in our classic finish. So I had to howl when I saw how they were going to protect the Viking Raiders in the OC because it's clear that the OC are probably going to get the tag titles back very soon. Yeah. If yeah. I, I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Like, I was like, all right, I whatever. I checked out at that point. Um, should people be mad about the winners of this match? I, I really don't think so. I could care less. It's obvious why they won that match because, you know, like I just said, like you have to protect those two teams. I don't think people should be mad. I think, if anything, people should very much care less now because – They've legitimately put together a tag team that this was their first try on being a tag team and beat clearly other established, well-seasoned tag teams in this right. tag team turmoil. It actually should make people care way more or less because they obviously don't care about their actual tag teams that they're building. Um, they kind of just want whatever works right now for the moment. And your classroom champions will be a tag team that's not a tag team. That's the tag team champions. Versus a tag team that just kind of slew together that will probably become tag team champions. So good luck and caring. Uh, speaking of gauntlets, Seth accepts bronze challenge for the universal title at Clash of Champions. And they face a gauntlet at Clash of Champions uh, where it's going to be Seth versus Braun. And it's going to be Braun and Seth versus, as we just said, Rude and Ziggler. As much as I didn't like that, the way that they got there, I am really intrigued, especially with the spoiler that we talked about earlier in the show. I mean, I'm intrigued at these two matches now. I think Clash of Champions is going to be a very kind of interesting show because of that looming and the fact that I don't think they're going to they're going to turn Braun here and they shouldn't. I think they should keep Braun as as he is. What do you think, Ben? I feel like they've got to be really, really careful with Braun. Mm-hmm. They've put him. Fo- you know, face, heel, face, heel. They've had him doing like lifting ambulances, pushing Roman off things, like tearing down scaffolding. Yeah. And they've kind of built him back up to where he's, you know, he's kind of a monster again. He feels important. So they've got to be very careful with how they play it because it's very easy to make him look, as Justin loves to say, look like a goof. Yeah. <laughs> and that could very easily happen here if they don't, you know, at least play it smarter. Absolutely. Um, you guys ready to go to SmackDown? Let's go to SmackDown. Uh, King of the Ring action. Buddy Murphy and Ali make magic happen again with a great match on SmackDown Live this week. And what more can I say? Like these guys, they know how to work each other, and it's very, you know, good on 
the booking and the creative behind SmackDown to know that they can go. And they gave them about 12, 13 minutes and they did exactly what they used to do in 205 Live all the time and gave us another banger. One of my favorite King of the Ring first round matches or second round match or literally in the whole tournament. Uh, one of my favorite matches that they've, that they've put on so far. Uh, it saw Ali win, which made a lot of people really upset or kind of scratching their heads based on what happened between Buddy Murphy and Daniel Bryan last week. Yeah, I, I love this match and I thought it was great. I think both these guys is great. But here's my question I'll pose to you guys. When this show goes to Fox, are people going to care about this match? Like is the everyday person they're trying to get to watch, are they, is it going to care about this exceptional wrestling match or are they just going to want to see the bigger than life characters? I think it's a different, it's a different age and it's about how they present it. If AEW and all these other places are presenting like pure sports feel, I think that's what Fox wants as well. They want it to be taken serious. They, they're not trying to sell a cartoon. And in, in, in a lot of ways, like even the way they position it on what I've seen from the commercials, like they're presenting this as like not ridiculous, like the SmackDown we know and on, on like UPN used to be like, I think that people will care. And I think it's all about how WWE positions it. If they're pushing the show and all intense, you know, all accounts we've heard they're going to do this. Like they're going to push this. Like you know, this is real. Like this is a shoot wrestling match, and I think that that's going to be really interesting. I think if anything, matches like these we'll see more of on SmackDown, especially if they, you know, they've been rumored to be giving it a third hour. I think we'll see more of that. God, three hours on a Friday night. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, Friday night, um, all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I really love this first round match. I thought it was great. Um, second round, second round, second round. I thought it was it, oh, second round match. Yes, it's, no, no, no. It's second it? round. No, it's first round. It's, it's first, first round. round. Yeah, it's first. These round. are the first. It's yes, this is the first round match. Really love this match. Um, once again, they made magic happen. I found it much. You know, did I find it better than you know what that second match as well? The Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin match. Also, not stinky. Not stinky at all. I'll say that. A little that. too short. Uh, no, no pun intended, but a little oh, too uh, come on. <laughs> all right. Okay, Shelton. I got, a, I got a ginger ale in me, man. This is powered by Canada Drive. Oh, my God. It, it was, you know, I thought also, I thought it was a great and impressive. It's, it's crazy to see how well Shelton Benjamin can still go. Like, yeah, really go. Like, I think he's, you know, he's not as quick as he used to be but he still can go pretty pretty well and chad gable was someone who i think they've been trying to find a spot to make him to kind of showcase what he can really do because he's really someone who's really really good he's probably one of also a a good kept secret on smackdown but i think it's also the size that's probably working against him but to see him in this match and to see him kind of do the things that he do, I think it's incredible. And I'm very much so looking forward to next week's match that he has against Andrade. I think that's going to be a banger plus, uh, you know, plus three. Like, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to get Andrade versus Gable. And we're going to get Ali versus Elias with Elias, of course, playing the spoiler on the SmackDown side. Um I think Elias might lose this match just based on what we saw. We've already kind of seen how this could happen. Kevin Owens is trying to make his life a living hell. Honestly, I think that we're going to get Kevin Owens Elias at Clash of Champions. But um, we'll see what happens there. But next week is going to be a really big show on SmackDown as well. 
Yeah. Do you guys feel as though King of the Ring has worked as far as like match quality on both of these shows? Like, I feel like I've been looking forward to these shows because the matches I know that are come up are going to be so fire. I think it came at the absolute perfect time when the shows are kind of transitioning to just, they're just waiting for October. Yeah, right. They're waiting for the switch. And this is the perfect thing to keep people interested and to keep the wrestling good during it. And especially considering with football on and things like that, like usually they have their toughest periods during this time. And especially for the rest of the year as well. I think they, I think they should incorporate a lot more of these events moving forward, to be honest with you. I still wish it was the one show format, but I am looking forward to these matches. So they got to be doing something right. Um, Randy Orton, and I, to steal a, a term from uh, another one of our RNC shows, Overly Medicated, he gets the Green Award <laughs> this week. Talk about it. So this man not only calls Kofi Kingston stupid 45 times uh, during a promo, he also disrespects that man's youngest son on TV. That's green. That's green, yeah. dog. Uh, Randy Orton. I mean, this has been the Randy Orton movie again for the last decade, right? This is kind of like what he's. No, doing this is about. different. This is different, you, man. You you sure him like he's on a like Ben? Feel me here, Ben. Like, come on, man. You gotta agree with this. Like, this Randy is a little bit different. He's Randy's, a little bit more turned up. Nah, he always been disrespectful, man. You remember when he kissed Stephanie after DDT and her? Like, yeah, it's different though because of who it is. Remember when he he put his finger inside Jeff Hardy's ear? Remember when he. You know, he he drawn out Bray Wyatt for months only to burn down his house. <laughs> like it, this to me is no different than all. This is actually much more tamer than Randy's ever been and much more calculated because I don't think he thinks very highly of Kofi Kingston, to be honest with you, considering. Wow. Whoa, still, whoa, whoa, he's saying something wild on the go home. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying he's saying something wild on the go home show. So he's just leading up to it, Meals. He might burn down Kofi's house. Oh, my God. I hope but not. They're trying to go blood feud on this, and my, I'm assuming that Randy's going to go deep, dark Randy on this. I hope. It would be crazy. <laughs> Look at a deep, dark. Hey, I don't want to know what deep, dark Randy is. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to know either, but it, it, it's going to get crazier and crazier. I think we're getting tamer and tamer as, you know, as we continue to head towards the actual match that matters at Hell in a Cell. We getting a stipulation with this at Clash of Champions? I don't think so. I would, I'd, put, I'd put them in Hell in a Cell. No, I think this is definitely going to go to Hell in a Cell and end there. Yeah, it's definitely going to go there. They already announced the match for this, and it's already a regular-ass match, um, as yeah. Justin likes to put regular it. I lo- I, hey, listen, they need to put regular-ass match in WWE 2K. <laughs> Just call it regular-ass match. Uh, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up SmackDown here. How do you guys feel about Bailey versus Lacey Evans? We're clearly going. Uh, we're in a collision course towards Bailey versus Charlotte, but I know you're not a big Lacey Evans fan for, for, nah. for whatever. We need for whatever for reason. No, nah, it didn't do it for me at all. <laughs> it went long for me. <laughs> it, it, it I thought it was a, a lot of a lot of uh, hmm, a lot of spot calling. Shut up, Cyrus. Listen, if there was any person who's going to take care of Lacey, first of all, it's not Becky, it's not Charlotte, it's definitely not Sasha, it's Bailey. Like, yeah. Bailey is the one person who will take care of Lacey, make sure she shines up, make sure she looks good. Bailey's always the one, I want to face new opponents, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really put over wow, a letter. Why does she gotta sound like that? I don't know, but um, I mean, yes, the spot calling in this match. I'm gonna, I'm actually trying to see if they left it in on the YouTube uh thing. They did not. Tell them to quiet down after this one. <laughs> that was ridiculously loud. <laughs> but I'm they left a lot of like they did a lot of weird shit on SmackDown. Did you see like when Elias was on the ground and they were just had a long? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Shot he was trying to un- unbuckle his belt and shit. Oh my god, so weird. Yeah, yeah. Vince was probably out this week. Vince was out picking XFL T-shirts or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't a fan of this match, but you know what? We know the program we're heading into. It is Bailey versus Charlotte on Team Time. Um, Put a stip on it. If anything, I say put a stip on this one, man. Yeah. Needs a step. You got to get Bailey that one definitive uh, win. It needs a, this needs a step. I'll say yeah. that. It needs a step. Uh, last up, Roman Reigns is apparently like a computer hacker, uh, getting angles and cameras that we have never seen before. Uh, the newest wrinkle in Big Dog Rich Town is that we found out that what we already knew that Roman was or Rowan Rowan was the uh, the culprit of pushing the scaffolding metal contraption down on Roman. Brian, of course, goes crazy, <laughs> slaps him like ten times, comes out to uh, apologize or to 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 Roman and gets a spear uh, for his troubles. I'm guessing this continues. I, I'm wondering if it's going to wrap up though next week. I mean, I appreciated the long-term booking of Roman stealing a Solomon Crow's gimmick from NXT, <laughs> um, but this whole thing was weird to me. Yeah, they, they've been getting weirder and weirder. Here's the thing. Let me let me show you how much uh, the views on this. It is currently number thirty-eight trending on YouTube. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It has two and a half million views in the past twenty-four hours. <laughs> Jeez. The people are loving whatever the hell this is of Roman Reigns consistently. You, you know what's crazy about it? Every on both shows this week, it has opened or they've shown this promo of the story so far, and it's like five minutes long, and it pisses me off every single time because like we have seen this countless times over they the, and they make keep sure adding parts. They, yeah, they like want to make sure you see this. You notice that they just now started cutting out the Samoa Joe part. <laughs> Oh, yeah, of course. They got our bridges. It's got to be crazy. My favorite part is Daniel Bryan slapping Eric Rowan to infinity and beyond. Continue to slap him. Because you know Daniel oh. Bryan don't hold back. And you know that oh, no. be on a 45-second loop in the next video of the story so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bang, Roman, bang, Roman's, bang. Uh, Roman's neck was red. Like, go back and watch it. His neck is, like, beat red. Like, it's actually kind of crazy. Like, Bryan was definitely giving him the slaps hard way. Uh, shout out to him for taking that punishment. Shout out to Rowan for being on the best run he's ever been on, honestly. Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing about this entire thing. It shows you the clip of Eric Rowan. Like, so the scaffolding part falls on him. We don't know who pushed that down, but apparently he's in, like, he's in charge of just knocking some boxes over. Yeah, speakers. <laughs> there were speakers. I was like, what's he knocking? Over. He's just like just knocking speakers over. Like the part that already was supposed to kill him didn't kill him yet. And he's just like, 
make sure to get those speakers over. Were they like, trying to kill Caleb Rack? I don't know. I don't know. That's it. It was so. This continues. Every we get at least five minutes of build, five minutes of new content from this every week. Is I'm sure WWE is going to put it together on a playlist for their YouTube channel and be like this entire Roman and Daniel Bryan thing, and it's going to be funny. But yeah, I mean, this is going in weird directions every yeah. week. But every I'm kind week. of in on it. <laughs> I keep expecting Luke Harper to show up for some reason. No, he's, Whenever I see Rowan for more than like four weeks in a row, I just assume Luke Harper's showing up quickly after. Well, but he might be on the bench. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely on the bench. I, I think Luke Harper's watching like we are. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, and that is it for the weekend wrestling on the A Show. Thank you, Ben, for joining us on the show this week. Thank you so much, brother. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it, you know. And, you know, good luck on the road to 100. Hopefully, Meals doesn't quit. Oh, he's definitely quitting next episode. Mm, maybe. Who knows? We got to see how the Miz, uh, what the Miz is doing with the Shinsuke Nakamura th- deal. I don't know what's going on. Oh, the, he left your boy sleeping. You don't want to talk about that. I, I, I purposely left that out. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see he what left, happens. He, he it, left your boy sleeping. Did listen, you hear me? He, he left your boy sleeping. Clash of Champions is J5's favorite versus my favorite. It might end the podcast. That's all I'm saying. Hey, all right. Well, we went out on a, we went out with a bang, all right? Just just let just to let y'all know we went out with a bang. Uh and speaking, well, I can't even that's not even a good segue. Follow us <laughs> at RNC Radio Live, uh, where we have all the latest and greatest from RNC Radio. Uh, such as Spot Callers, which is which was just released this week with myself and Cyrus reviewing ROH Death Before Dishonor 4 with the Cage of Death. I know, Ben, you are very familiar with this show. Yeah, Spot Callers is one of my favorite shows. You know, shout out to Cyrus. Um, if you've never heard, listened to it before, it's it's great. It's also great to go check out the, you know, the match afterwards. And it's it's one of my favorite follows on the channel. Thank you so much for that, Ben. Uh, we also have podcasts with Meals, Jeff, and Pafifi. They're talking about Ruby and Sapphire. Uh, this episode, two games or uh, that generation of Pokemon is when I kind of like jumped off the bandwagon, like right after that. Um, it wasn't a great, exciting bunch, but it's still a great, exciting, entertaining listen if you care to listen to that. So make sure you check that out. Maybe you want to pull out your Game Boy Advance or Game Boy SP or whatever game that you got and make sure you check that out. We also had The Lookout this week with myself and Jeff where we talked about the anime My Hero Academia. And if you're not following it, it's pretty much one of the most popular kind of new animes out. And we asked the question, is this kind of like an industry plan anime? Because it's kind of really getting really, really popular in America for no particular reason. So <laughs> we we asked that question as well. Um, we also had a new episode of RAOP Gaming this week. Mm-hmm. Amp and Eric, they have an NBA 2K20 giveaway. So that's right. You can get a free copy of NBA 2K20. That's a giveaway. Make sure you check out the podcast. Make sure you figure out the ways how to enter this giveaway. And, you know, you could win yourself a copy of this brand new game that's coming out in actually a couple of weeks, I believe. Uh, uh, next week. Next week. Yeah. Or a co- next week. I don't know. I didn't follow. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it'll definitely be out. So you can definitely win a free copy of that. Impress all your friends. Um also have a new episode of So Help Me God between myself and and Pafifi uh, reviewing HBO's The Righteous Gemstones 
TV show. Very big episode this week on not only So Help Me God, but also on Righteous Gemstones. You want to check that out. Lots of spoilers, so make sure you watch the episode uh, before you listen to the show. Uh, and we also... Was that it? I think that's it. We also have late feeds from last we have, week. We have the late feeds from last week. We also have... I want to make sure everyone tunes into this. MJ will be predicting that NXT UK TakeOver UK card this week. And he may be, I mean, I'm not sure if he'll be diving into All Out, but I'm yes, sure there'll definitely be, will be. There'll, there'll be some conversations. So before the big day on Saturday, you're going to want to check out this Friday's episode real, real quick. Make sure you want to have that queued up real, real fast. Listen to it sometime late Friday. Listen to it sometime early Saturday and get yourself ready for a big day of professional wrestling. So make sure you tune into the call up this week with MJ. Make sure you just tune into everything RNC related. We got some good stuff going on. Yeah, shout out MJ, man. He's done a great job on the call up. Another one of my favorite follows on the channel. Absolutely. And make sure you leave us a comment, like, subscribe, leave us five stars. You know, all of that stuff helps us out. And we appreciate that. Also, leave your hot takes and tell us your favorite moments from the A show in the past 100 episodes. It could be old, new. And if you can, let me know which episode it is so we can find it. <laughs> but uh, until then, thank you all for listening. Until next week, peace out. Peace. Do you want me to end on the thing?